You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The farmer and the cowman should be friends. Oh, the farmer and the cowman should be friends. One man likes to push a plow, the other likes to chase a cow, but that's no reason why they can't be friends. Territory folks should stick together. Territory folks should all be pals. That was a left-handed finger snap. Not bad. You've been working out. Welcome to Axe the Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And this is a very special episode. This feels like on location. What if we did it? 10 10 win style like give us 10 minutes we'll give you the news and it's only 10 minutes that would be the best <laughs> it would also be like ever give us three hours we'll talk about hardcore i mean listen it, it, this is one of those instances where 10 minutes you know how i'm always a fan of hey we need to expand on things talk about them like adults that's not done in small snippets yes but like, your questions are 10 minutes there needs to there, yeah, precisely. There needs to be more of a discourse. This is one of those things where I think we'd be sparing ourselves headache if it was 10 minutes. <laughs> the briefer this one is, uh, guys, uh, uh, listeners, you'll understand what we're. this is all about in a second, but I might pivot to clutch records midway through this just to kind of but ease it up a little bit. Go taco delight, baby. All right. Um, let's get to sponsors. Patrick was trying to bring us there. Let's right. go. Thank you to Run for Cover Records. Thank you to Death Wish Thank Inc. You. Today, we're focusing on our other sponsor friends. Patrick, kick us off with some quick closed casket action. Certainly. Uh, everybody knows and loves closed casket activities. Uh, good variety of uh, hits. Uh, constantly putting stuff out. Can't say enough good things. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal. You need to go purchase, I prefer... But at least look at the God's Hate Samurai Tiger Camo Hoodie. Again, I urge you to buy it. But even if you don't, just go to the website. That's closedcasketactivities.com. And look at this textile. Mm. It is rare. Beautiful. (laughs) Go, Go look at it. I might buy it if my crypto earnings peak this week. Yo, um... We had an email from someone who said we haven't, or rather a message from someone who said we haven't been talking about God's hate in this record. I feel like we've talked about it every other episode since it came Absolutely. out. Absolutely. No, I I think I've failed because I have not listened to it in a real way. Because like it's a it's an actual record. Like the the Colonial Wound record is three songs. I've been blasting that. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. to actually sit with a record is like for whatever reason recently a struggle. I mean, this is your evening constitutional music. When you go for your little walk. When you go, ask me some questions about vaccines. That should be the, that should be the soundtrack to your next, like, ask me something that I'm not going to, you know. Oh, that's a good idea. Yo, and, and straight up, shout out to this record. Shout out to this band. Shout out to CCA. Um, it's on the second pressing. And not just is it on the second pressing. It's halfway through Man. the second pressing. Holy All that's shit. left is the T1000 mix vinyl, which, yo, I love it. Thank you. That's so cool. This is neon purple, electric blue, and white mix. How cool is that? Go ahead, Tom. No, this is seriously like, Pat, like when you have to walk, you know, 
you put this on, you become like Rollins in in the in the liar video. When you're just walking down the street, people just fucking bouncing off of you. <laughs> this is the soundtrack for that. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, so I'll listen to it this week. There's a whole bunch of shit that I've been uh, trying to dive into and just, you know, it's a busy, busy uh, week of news that I'm trying to keep up with. <laughs> so go to closedcasketactivities.com. Uh, purchase the God's Hate album on T1000 Mix Vinyl. Purchase the Samurai Tiger camo hoodie because Patrick's right. It is absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, tell him we sent you. Tom, after that, we're going to go to tolivealie.com, fill our baskets. But why don't we just treat this like a movie theater? Let's give a little tease. I, I, in a I world. Think Will over at To Live Alive has some stuff coming yes. out, right? So you want me to do it in my. Uh- Yes. Oh, 100%. In a world, they have two records at the plant. Death Toll 80K, one-sided LP with an etched B-side. And Cryptic Void EP, Death Metally Grind from Texas. Yo. By the way. um, Because I feel like every action movie (laughs) has like, you are my sunshine. Like in the background. yeah, it's a creepy. It's a creepy version of a of a sta- of like a standard. Right, but it could be like, "Won't you ride my pony?" It's like the fucking. It's like it could be anything, but as long as it's slowed down and like orchestral, yes. it works. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So we want you to keep an eye out for both those records. Uh, I particularly like the name Cryptic Void. I love it. How come that isn't, that's like a perfect band name. And Death Toll 80K, let's get in. So uh, please go to toliveali.com, hit the web store, fill your basket. Uh, still some of the classics that we've mentioned in there. Um, and thank you again to all our sponsors. Guys, um, first off, foremost, Tom, can you snap with both hands? Right snap hand. Fingers? No, I can't really do the left. Okay, okay ready? Uh, right hand. All right. Left hand. Hold on. Whoa. I'm left dominant and left is a little weirder. There we go. That's, that's impressive. Um, Patrick, you can't do both, really? No, I, 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 I can't. I get left. I just never tried. But I'm glad to see that. All right. Um, was there was there something we were doing? Like, I thought we recorded this week's episode already. Yeah, we did. What happened? Over the weekend, I went to the Bronx Zoo, and I fed giraffes. Oh, I went to Home Depot both days this week. Look at you. Suburban. Building decks. What did I do? Uh, Um, I had to to get um, oil for my chainsaw because a tree uh, branch fell kind of in our way back, like in the yard, in the woods behind our house, and uh, I had to chop that thing up. I watched Mortal Kombat. How was oh, it? No, sure. I rather enjoyed it. It's a terrible mm-hmm. movie. But if you yeah. go into it knowing that, it's fun. I'm with uh, it. I'm watching it. I I uh I bought the dip and now I can't afford rent. Oh no. <laughs> you got taken by Doge? <laughs> no, I I uh the, the market crashed, so I you're you know, that's like mm. your opportunity to buy up at, at low cost oh, yeah. low prices. Get in low. And, and I, I took advantage of that, but now I'm going to have to, uh, uh, I'm going to have to start the the OnlyFans uh, foot videos and shit that you've been teasing for years now. Yeah. So, 
Yo, I mean, you know what gambling is to you and your 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 blood, right? I like, do. I do. And, and you know that's but, what you're doing here, right? Oh, it's straight gambling. It's not even yeah, like it's, for a lot of these dudes, I'm like marginally informed because I I watch and read too much on this, but nobody sure. can know. It's still fucking like it's it's gambling for sure. Yes. But but I'll say this. I have managed to save more money this past year than at any mm-hmm. juncture in my any point in my life because I like watching it go up. Oh, it's really nice. It's Yo, fun for as hell. people who aren't used to having four or five digits in a bank account. Yeah. When you when you get more than like yo having a bank account that stays above four digits is really crazy to me. It's crazy. Oh, it's amazing. Like what? It, it, I, I I've seriously struggled. There's been t- I bottomed out zero dollars in my bank account. I think twice last year. You know what I mean? And yep. now I'm I'm the the king of uh, the the king of uh, West Hollywood. Uh what else was I gonna say? Oh well, so okay. Just remember, we should maybe make the background on your phone, or like maybe can you set the icon for that app? Because I know I know your predilection for uh, your phone backgrounds. It's not this, but maybe make it an OTB logo, just as a reminder <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of what you're doing when you click. I'll on just make it. it. I'll just make it a jail cell. <laughs> there you go, um, Tom Wheat. What are we talking? Are we supposed to be talking about OTB right now? Or I mean, we can off track anybody. Let's get into it. Let's get. Um, if we, I mean, if you really want to make some money, not this bullshit that Pat talks about. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get down and, and see what the horse is. I mean, then if there's a bloodline, you can see like the you know like oh he's Secretariat's long lost cousin or whatever the fuck you know. Oh yeah, yo, I wonder about that. We should do some more research on horse racing genetics. It feels gross as a vegetarian. I feel like it's it, it bothers it's, me. It's, it's it's gross as shit. You know, there's so, the, the expensive horses are called warm bloods. Did you know that's a disgusting? Oh yeah. Name. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Are they having horse races in COVID? Probably, yeah. I mean, compulsive gamblers don't stop for shit. If, if they're not going to be watching horses, they're going to be racing snails in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, if they're not, if they're not racing horses, they have some like children playing a racing game, like cruising USA. Like, all right, I got fifteen on Timmy. He's yeah, been exactly. good. Like kids doing like sack races, like where like when the legs are tied to, you got one leg tied to the other person. Yo, I got 17 on number eight. I saw Billy here last week. He cleans up. Limba. He's good. All right. Um, but but things that did happen in COVID, we had a hardcore show this week. We did. Yeah. And everybody, we we got your emails. Yeah. And DMs. <laughs> we, and texts. We got your emails. We got your DMs. We got you. Yeah. The tweets. Listen. Okay. So we, let's jump into it a little bit with a um a, a little uh, precursor, a little, a little uh, uh, I'll just get this disclaimer. Yeah. Everybody, here's the deal. Um, we have a lot of different types of listeners and also this COVID, this global event uh, has hit everybody differently. Are you stealing you my think? entire point? You <laughs> no, motherfucker. No, no, no. I was like, I had this great <laughs> no, point and you're like, no, no, no. got it. Listen, listen, listen. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I was going to say, we we think that everybody's views can fall along political lines because that's the scam that politicians have sold us on the last however many years. That's not true. We hear from people in of every stripe with every variety of opinion on this. We are going to do our best today to be honest with you about how we feel and also do our best to be respectful of the fact that it's a sensitive issue. 
particularly sensitive this week where everybody's opinions are inflamed as shit. And I, I, I think that I'm coming from a disappointing place, which is I'm real mellow today. So I, I'm sorry if anybody wanted me to be throwing petrol bombs or some shit. Um, I'm just going to try to talk like an adult. I'm sure my co-host is going to do the same thing, but we're going to get into it as respectfully as possible. Is that what fair? If, what, 100%. What if we all used baby voices the whole time instead? Yeah, if we're like, this is an adult matter. It's very serious. And then oh, I did my daffy duck. It'd be really <laughs> insulting. Um, yeah, I think I think exactly what Patrick said. Tom is the most adult of the three of us, and we're all going to adult here. <laughs> well, you know, you guys could call me the most adult because I have a child. So uh, I'll take that too. But uh, no, I mean, so many different thoughts on this. Tom, why don't you kick us off? <clears throat> sure, sure. So, I mean, I think first and foremost, to, we'll start completely positive. It looked like a lot of fun. And I think. Yeah, that, that I want to say that's probably the best Madball set. In they the sounded fucking incredible. I mean, it's, you know, and Madball is phenomenal. Like, I think, you know, for folks to have, cho- like, you know, it's very like, you know, you, you, you can go to what you're comfortable with. Like. Madball makes that that calculus a lot more difficult than another show because you're kind of like fuck. I really want sure. to. It's fucking Madball. I'd like to really see Madball, but here's why I feel like I might not be able. You know what I'm saying? But I think you know. I think that's you know. It, and this is something like we've we've talked about this. So I feel like if if you've been a pretty consistent listener, we've talked about. I mean, going back now six months, like when shows were not even a possibility you know, what we thought, like what, what it would look like and all this sort of stuff. And I think we talked probably about a month ago now that, um, you know, what we thought about certain things and like my take, and this is only my take, and this is my own comfortability level, my own opinion that like, I, I'm not, you know, it's people will do what they will. But to me, it felt like a little too early to me. Like if this show happens in June, more people are vaccinated. People are just kind of getting slowly becoming more acclimated to like being like human beings again. Not as many people are, are taking, you know, umbrage at it. I think it would be a gigantic celebration. Like it would probably be like double the amount of the, the people that they already had, which was, a which lot. is a lot to begin with. But oh, I just feel like there were, I know a lot of folks that were like, yeah, I, I just can't do it right now. Like, I just don't know if I can do that, you know? And like, it felt early to me. And like, I think the big thing with that, like whether or not it was like philosophically, scientifically, whatever, it's all about optics. And I think that's where like things went awry. Like with this. And I think, you know, that same show, same photos, you know, same speeches from the, from the stage happened in June. And it's not nearly as as raw as it is right now. And it's been I mean, both sides are like very inflamed. Yeah. yeah. So 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 to pull back and do the like uh maybe you were living under a rock. Like I will be very honest. I have gotten a lot of secondhand stuff sent to me, but but as someone who doesn't who who has uh not been on Facebook in well over a long time, <laughs> um 
I didn't see a lot of this and my feeds weren't streaming this into me too hard, but I was getting sent this information. The, the mad ball Murphy's law blood clot wisdom and change show that happened in New York this past weekend, uh, was very well attended and looked like a hardcore show should look, Fact. which is to say there were people, a lot of people moshing, going nuts, jumping on each other, singing along, stage diving, the whole thing. Would I say there were uh, social distance measures in place? As someone who wasn't at the show in the pictures, I, I'd say not, not really. Right. But again, that's, you know, what, what I would expect from a hardcore show, you know, like it was what I think a hardcore show would look like. Um, and exactly what Tom was saying, this has led to uh, two or three days now, I guess, of complete internet inferno. Is that right? Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, from both sides, people are like kind of, you know, some folks are, are, are like doubling up. And I think, you know, are pushing back and then some folks are pushing back at that. And it's like going back and forth, which, I mean, does nothing for anyone, to be quite honest with you. It's not helping anybody. You know, and I think like, you know, there are certain things and there's certain people, you know, that like no matter what you do, like someone's going to wish poorly for you and wish badly for you. And like, I think, you know, part of this conversation, like we're not wishing I'm not, I don't wish poorly on anybody. Like I want everyone to be happy and safe. And, like, whatever that is, I mean, you know, I think – but, I mean, like, it's become – I mean, people that I don't know coming out of, like, the woodwork to, like, take shots at, at um, you know. Anybody involved. Anybody involved. Um, folks that I, I – if, if, if they asked me for my opinion, would I, would I tell them to probably phrase that in a different way than you're doing right now? Absolutely. Knowing the people that they're talking to, you probably should say that a little differently. They may be more receptive to it if you don't come, you know. It's, and I th- and you know, I think I, I think it's yeah. it's evolved sort of like into a mess. Yeah, I, I've I've got a ton of opinions on that. Um, the way that we're talking to each other about this in general, um, yeah, yeah, in general, but certainly about this. I, I've seen some of the worst takes I've ever seen in my life <laughs> the past few days. And I don't mean, I don't mean like the the somewhat dubious uh, uh, vet, uh, medication claims and treatment claim. I don't mean that. I, I mean I'm talking about cl- like some of the takes that people have extrapolated this to mean everything about hardcore. Um, that's dumb. I know that a lot of you are feeling intense feelings. You still got to make sense in front of me, you know, like, like you just got to be reasonable. So if you didn't like this event and you thought it was irresponsible or boneheaded and everybody's looking stupid and okay, Hey, that's an opinion. What is, what is a dumb opinion is to say that that all hardcore is this and has always been this, you know, that not to be true. And I, just because I do a hardcore podcast and it's even in my advanced age, the majority of my listening still, I, I don't, you know, I'm not caping for hardcore at all times. I will shit on it in a heartbeat, you know, there are major issues. Not. Yeah. And not to be, not to be melodramatic or not to be a self aggrandizing or whatever, but been around a long enough time that I feel totally at peace shitting on it. I don't feel any sort of way. So like, I would, but I will say, 
to to think that like to, for people that go to like screamo shows in basements to be online saying this is all hardcore's always been this it's just stupid dudes hey you identify as going to hardcore shows that don't have any crossover with this at all and that's cool nobody's mad at that it's not like i just felt that this weird wave of every time something negative happens in hardcore people go yeah that's what it is man it's more things than we can reasonably count on this podcast we we fall into this all the time where we're like oh yeah we forgot about the fast core scene in tulsa right there's a reason why we've done this for three years and have not run out of anything to talk about yeah, right. So it's 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 a, a multi-form, the plurality of things going on here. And so I don't like those takes. I think those takes are spoken in anger, not spoken reason, with a reasoning mind. Um, you know, on this podcast, I've been the guy who has been most in favor of opening things up. And a lot of you would find it irresponsible because you DM Tom about it. Uh, and But I think, I hope, that the majority of you listen to enough episodes that you have a feel for who I am. There's always going to be somebody to misinterpret you, but a feel for who I am. And you can either agree or disagree. Now, I don't get a ton of hate. I get some, but not a ton. And I mean, you probably get it. You just don't see them in your DMs because you don't pay attention. That's we're being honest. But but here's, here's a question. Do you think I don't get hate because I'm irrelevant or because uh, I'm a nice guy? Or is it because... I try to hear people and think about different ways of looking at the same idea. There's no right answer. I mean, if you guys want to say, I mean, Patrick, everybody hates. I think you're incredibly (laughs) relevant. So it's not the irrelevance. I don't know if you're necessarily the nicest guy. Um, I mean, you are a very nice guy, but like, I don't think people are like, I'm going to leave Maloney such a speedy. I'm not not projecting that to the world. Yeah. um, I think part of it's kind of like, some people think it's a it's a full on like you know you a bit. a bit and I think sometimes yeah. people go like I'm not going to change this dude's like this dude read an article and uh, well I'm like but, but, I, here, but here's the qu- here's the question then Tom uh, and not to make everything about me this is actually I'm going to pivot to some of uh, <laughs> some not- notables actual notables not me is why is it that I can say on this podcast that has a, uh, you know, not, not an insane amount of listeners, but a lot of listeners that, uh, that I think that we should have been opened up. And I think that there is a, uh, as uh, I think as Tom and I've put it like a, like a, a moral calculus to this. And I'm on the other side of it than a lot of our listeners, a lot of people. I think that I'm comfortable with the odds and I know not everybody is and I respect it, whatever. But why is it that I can say that? And don't get killed, but I'm watching, I'm watching guys who some of them I respect, some of them I think are shitheads, but they are getting killed. They are they are certainly more important to this art form that people claim to like than I am, and they are getting their heads cut today. And I is there a reason for that? Because I. I don't want to make this about celebrity, but I have like this, this stuff makes me feel, I don't feel a way about COVID. I know people have a a ton of opinions on this. I don't feel a way about that today. I feel a way about the way that we're talking to each other and the way that we find somebody whose face we recognize and we fucking try to put them in a guillotine. And I just don't like, 
I can shit on a lot of things. I'm not the most upbeat dude publicly, but that sort of like fixation on finding a target and hammering it. What is that? I think, I think if we're talking, if you're talking about who we, I think you're talking about who I will talk about later on as well. Sure. I think the way that person projects stuff makes him a real easy target because he's always responding to people as if you're a fucking idiot and I'm the enlightened one. So people like uh, people can, are chomping at the bit to kind of be like, gotcha, bitch, because you go, I think this, you know, here's here's my beliefs. You know, here's what I feel like. Here's the decision I've come to. But if someone was like, hey, man, what about this? Like, we've argued on this podcast, like, like actually argued, like, you know, debated. Mm. But you're never like, Tom, you're a fucking moron. I'm going to block you. No, but when I, you're a 60 year old and you're doing that, people are like, all right, so now, Grandpa, it's on. Yeah. I, it, listen, I, yeah, you make yourself I, I a target. Mean, yeah. I, this, so this is a tough one, right? Because you're correct, obviously, that yes, this individual brings a lot of this on himself. And so you, I'm never going to have like a clear view of like, what would it be like if he didn't say any of that? You know what I mean? What would it be like if he just had like a strong opinion that it was, uh, I mean, can I point to you, you yeah. know, the 30 years before 2015 Yeah, okay. when he was like yeah. a beloved part of this. Yeah. He, he was a legend. Yes. Okay. Sure. He still is a legend, obviously, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like no one had anything to say badly about the dude. Until he stepped out there, and like when you step out there, when you're the only one out there, you yeah, you take the it, you take the praise it, and you take the slings and arrows, man. Well, yes, okay, that's a fact. And, and from from not for me, I know we're gonna some of our listeners. I can already see the fucking DMs are getting tough. For me, for me, um, I mean to be full transparency, the DMs and messages I get are from people I talk to on a rep, like a pretty regular basis. But then I also get the other folks that are like, yo, like it, 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 it's pretty much I get the equivalent of like the eye roll emoji. Yeah. Like Patrick. Which, which, and that's it. Yeah. Everybody. I'm, I'm, I think we might even talk about this on the episode we already recorded, which is just like I'm self-aware. I know many of you don't agree with the things I say and that's fine. But like the, the uh, I, I just I felt really gross watching people who. The way that they express that they care a lot about the majority of people is by finding a, a, a person to blame and attacking the shit out of them. And but you know why I get, you know why Yeah, listen, I get everybody's frustration here. I'm just trying li- <laughs> no one's fucking going after Jimmy. No one's, no, going, no after one's going after Jimmy. stigma or Roger or anybody else. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and like, you know, certain people, you know, like, so like he's ma- like, unfortunately, the way he's put himself out there, like you're bound to get fucking caught out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am sure there are. And I've seen people share his opinions on certain, some of these things, some of which we'll talk about later that like, no, I mean, like, you know, on the side or like, you know, like, you know, with the word up, brother, like all this bullshit that like nobody gives a f- like nobody really cares that much because this dude disappears and he comes out and plays once, you know, he plays every once in a while in fucking Belmore. Mm. It's not going to be out there. But like, yep. but like this dude constantly being like, 
hey, man, if you just weren't fat, you wouldn't die from COVID. Like people are going to want bad shit to happen to you when you talk like that. I know. I listen. I I get it. I'm uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really that's all it is. There's no there's no other debate. Like no one. It's no one. Like why would you pick on this poor guy? He's just trying to no, play listen. a show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he says Firstly, enough stuff me, that is yeah, don't, and don't let me paint him as don't let me paint him as this poor guy. Yeah, he's not a fucking. Firstly, yeah, he's not a martyr. Yeah, everybody. I don't even mean it like that. I don't even mean like forget his opinions. I don't give a fucking right or wrong, but whatever. But like I, I'm just saying that. Uh, a thing that I liked a little bit about this, not that people are attacking individuals, but I do respect a person right or wrong who, when they are convinced other people's opinions don't mean shit. I, I respect that because there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to be talked out of how you feel in life. And I'm not suggesting that having bad ideas is a good idea, just so everybody's clear. But what I'm saying is I saw a lot of people in hardcore, not just people that had that played this show, not just people that were involved in any way, but people that just like taking photos or whatever. I saw them getting fucking hammered online. And a lot of them, yeah, they they got more aggressive than maybe I would. But I did like that there's like a pushback to yeah man look there's a push there the pushback is hey man um i don't know you i've never heard of you 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 don't produce anything and i'm out here living my life so fuck off i think that that's valid even if i don't necessarily although in this case maybe i do i don't know i, I don't necessarily agree with somebody's perspective i admire that yeah look I could choose to have my opinion changed by Mosher Boy 42069, or I could go with what has satisfied me in my life and tell you to fuck off. And I, I think that there's a need for that because I do think over the last, you know, whatever, like three years, there has been this in all sorts of media, and maybe I'm just projecting because I, I, I do have a job uh, besides music. There, there's a in all sorts of media. There's like an effort to appease the person that's yelling at you, but that person that's yelling at you is very rarely the one who supported you prior to that. Very rarely. So, like, we saw this in this case where a lot of the people that are attacking people on the inside are are. I don't want to use any of that nonsense language like tourist or any, I don't want to use that, but I want to say that it's a lot of people who wouldn't have gone anyway. Like, they wouldn't have gone. Anywhere. No, that's fair. And I think that's fair. Like you can be, and I think, you know, speaking for myself or speaking for a lot of you know people that I know were like privately, like maybe a little disappointed, but I, I don't know if it's my, you know, like I, and I mean, full transparency, I'm friends with a lot of the people that were involved in that show. Yep. And like, you know, maybe if I saw them in the street and we had a conversation about it, maybe we'd have a conversation about it. But like, I, and I don't know if it's people, you know, that keep it private for for their own fucking, you know, bodily safety. Or if it's like, you know what, like, I, I believe this. These other people believe that. Not everything needs to be a fucking argument. Like, and especially if you're not yeah. going to change it. But I think the way you're, the, the, the you know, 
people, you know, people being like, I'm going to live my life. I'm, you know, it got to a point to me, in my opinion, that it almost felt like you were like, people were like going to like own the libs, bro. Like it wasn't like okay. it went past defending themselves and it kind of, it, it felt like a fuck you to a lot of people. Let's get to that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, I'm not trying to tell people what to say, right? I'm not offended by literally anything. So I'm the wrong market for that type of, for, for the outrage. But I will say, yeah, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people pivot into politics who not for nothing. I'm speaking to both sides now. Sides. Ridiculous no, fucking don't, yeah, please don't turn to Trump. There's good people on both no, sides. I, don't say that. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm talking about like even a left right axis yeah. is like so much of it is like th- this thing that people like it's it's like teams that people feel a need to identify with. It's ridiculous. But point is, I saw people on both both sides of that idea in politics that don't know anything, literally anything. It would be best if you just said it's like smoking cigarettes. Don't defend smoking cigarettes. Just say I like smoking cigarettes. Don't make an effort to defend the indefensible. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like doing a show, not doing a show. I don't give a shit about that. I'm talking about defending a position through politics. That is a matter of personal preference. It looks dumb. I'm talking to everyone now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So d- it, that's unnecessary. And what it did was it put a pall over the, what otherwise could have been a fun event that some people loved, some people hated, but, but it put a pall over it where now people can reach to the opinion of one person, one comment and say, look at these MAGA chuds. They don't care about masks. They don't care about fucking grandma. And I think that you set yourself up for criticism when you pivot into politics in 2021, when that's not really what it's about. Right. And I think when I mentioned optics earlier, I think there's like a good transition. Patrick, Patrick, you you, you are speaking way too much in absolutes and you always come off like an asshole when you do it. And when you say that stuff and drop absolutes, you undermine your own points and you really got to watch that. Um, which one are we talking about? I mean, just what you went through this whole thing of <clears throat> of when people, the one person, if you just speak in absolutes, it, it doesn't enable people to hear your point because you drop it into a thing that's it just it's it's fritzed. So I think everything's been super cogent and uh, um, but c- continue, Tom. You were pivoting. All right, so so say Bob for for someone who was kind of like doing their own thing this weekend, right? And yeah. wasn't necessarily like, you know, finger on the pulse, getting 17 text messages or checking Twitter, whatever the fuck. What are like some of the things like to me, there were like three things that stand out as like the things that were that were like the hot button issues. And like in terms sure. of optics, like wh- what were the things that you were hearing that really stood out to you or stood out to people? Either photos or or statements or. No, I mean you should you should run through yours because because I, I mean it's largely the same. I think the the thing people clued cued into and were upset about it seems one the photos, the optics, exactly what you were saying. As we've said on this podcast a year now, you know, maybe more <laughs> since since the idea of shows being on the horizon has been on the horizon. Um, who wants to have the first show back with? 
a real hardcore feel where people are jumping on top of each other and spitting each other's mouths. Well, we've had that now. Right. Uh, the second one, which is both you and Patrick illuminated, there were a handful of comments that really painted the show as something more than just a show and maybe skewed the perspective for a lot of people or enabled people to harp on it. And right. the people who've been showcasing a lot of vitriol on, on, on one side, which I also appreciated that point. I like the idea of this two sides parallel being stupid was really bad. And so those are the two things that I see the most, yeah. uh, you know, overall conversation. Right. I mean, I think, you know, the optics of, and I mean, we'll go full, you know, we can fucking fucking spring a coming to a show a week later after the fucking Derek Chauvin fucking trial and the guilty findings and all sort of stuff and all the stuff going on with, with you know, George Floyd. And like, you know, this dude, like being so fucking dumb and out of touch to think that it was clever to come to a show wearing a Black Flag Matters, like homemade shirt. You know, and like thinking that was clever and funny and punk. That's one of the more more kind of um, circulated photos of the entire fucking weekend, right? So that's your representative, right? Then you follow it up with a guy say, like, pretty much equating playing hardcore songs in a park to the, you know, the the um, marches and rallies and stuff that went on last summer. You know that discussed Black Lives Matter and and the the kind of extrajudicial killings by police officers of people of color, primarily black men, black women. For you to kind of be like, well, no one gave a shit when they did it, but now that we're doing it here, it's a problem. Not the argument you want to have because it's not the same, you know. So like when you have like two sixty year olds that are kind of out of touch, making you know leading the fucking optic charge i mean i think you know making an inflammatory statement that he doubled he didn't say it like once and someone screenshotted it he said it quite often on several in several places but for you to be like this is our pro you know you didn't have any problems when people were rioting and like mad fucking dog whistles about you know what went on last summer and 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 has continued for you know fighting for for fucking basic human rights for people and you're equate like you're comparing the two things. It, it uh, seems very false uh, equivalent. It's and it seems very fucking stupid. Like you're you don't like either you're that you don't get it that you don't see what's happening, or you're just doing it to cover your own ass. Like I think that's such a terrible optic to kind of because no one's going to talk about the show. No one's going to talk about Madball fucking being incredible. It's going to be right. about stuff like this and like every picture. So like and we were talking about this earlier, like we know a ton of people that went. I'll look at those fucking photos. The first 2000 people, I recognize like four people. And for all of us who all go to, you know, like especially me and Bob, we probably know fucking half the hardcore kids in the tri-state area, at least by face. No, and, and Patrick certainly knows a lot of people who are at this show, too, you know, and I think uh, that's that's the commentary here is that there's a good chance a lot of people listening knew someone who went to one of these shows. Absolutely. No doubt. And I wonder what the conversation was between you and this person, you know, who went to the show. Did you disown them like a dog or did you say, Oh, that's cool. How was it? 
Because that's well, what I said to my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know a bunch of people that like, you know, also marched last summer that went. Sure. And that was in their comfort zone. And that, that's totally fine. I just know like personally and, you know, you guys know him and Patrick knows him quite well. One of my very closest friends like nearly died from this. Yeah, actually. And, and it felt dirty for me to go and like be like, fuck it, man. Like, you know, this is fine. Like, you know, I kind of people would subvert the 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 current science to fit like they're saying like, oh, yeah, you don't have to like wear a mask outside necessarily <laughs> if you're outdoors and blah, 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 blah. They're not, you know, using, you know, that science does not is not keeping in mind that there's going to be 300 people piled on top of each other to sing panty rate. No, sure. But so but here's here's here was my point about the the optics, quote unquote, is the reason I feel they're cherry picked is because while there were some loud voices saying things that people found distasteful, the fact, as you pointed out, Bob, when you said, did you disown them? The fact is some of the most kind and informed people I know were also there. So. My, my point, but not partaking in, in the ways that well, made it a problem. Piling on, sure, but but the, the, the my point is when we not us, but when people do this thing of cherry picking and characterizing based on on those anecdotes, it's it's very rare that anybody ever considers the quiet, the quiet, smart. Uh, considerate person that we would all respect who was a foot away from the loudmouth. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that I find distasteful is, hey, yeah, okay, there was, there was some dude saying some shit I can't stand next to. But there was plenty of people at that event who I, I'd stand next to anything they said. And I think that we're willfully ignoring that. I don't know if we are, though, but I think... Okay. We're we're making okay. sure like loud mouths just kill things sometimes. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean that's kind of yeah. I mean that's in, in everything. But I mean I think if you know if you knew somebody, they're like, oh, this is kind of you know a kind hearted person. Like they would almost explain to you the steps they took to make sure th- how they make sure they were safe. Anyone was around them was like they almost kind of go out of their way to kind of be like, no, dude, I sat outside the fence on fucking Avenue B on a fucking on a park bench. You know what I mean? Like the people that were, you know, that went and were like in it to win it. Those are the only cam- only people that are showing up on fucking camera. And if you're okay. close, if you're like being like fuck it, I'm willing to take this chance and get up front and like you got spit in your mouth. Like there's a thousand like there's not a shot. You know. Sure, but 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 what if somebody just for the hypothetical? What if somebody's been double vaccinated at this point, or had COVID and is also double vaccinated, and they are they are not a threat to anybody there? Like, why can't that person engage in like normal normal activities? You know. Well, I like, mean, do you want an answer, or are you I, just asking so you can hear yourself talk? What do you, what do you want to try? I hope, I, well, if you're going to bust out the spread, they can still spread. I'm go- I'm gonna have to pull out this one article. J- I'm gonna have to hit you with the JJ fact check on that um, because that's not. We need a sound effect for the JJ fact check. <laughs> like um, because I'll Tom, if you want to get that off, I'll let you get that off. But I'm just saying that that's that's still speculation. That's right. Not- no, exactly. But you know what? Those to me, when people's lives are at are at risk, speculation to me is enough. 
quite honestly. And like, all right, you're not getting an uh, when else sick there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. Look at those photos. Look at the people like. No, okay, yeah, I, the I'm outside people, them- the outside people, not <laughs> yeah, the people yeah, that yeah. were like involved that put their asses on the line to put the show on and all this sort of stuff. The outside, right? Like the fucking followers on the fucking, you know, dudes who sell toys. All this bullshit. They're doubling down. Like they're like, I'm not getting a fucking vaccine. This is a fucking hoax. Sure. So like the people up front are not so like I'm fully vaccine vaccinated have been for like two months. I probably could have gone to that show and not caused a problem and hopefully not gotten anyone sick leaving. Although that's all, yeah. you know, not set in stone yet. But like the majority of the people up front. I, I, I maybe that's my own bias, but like those they weren't on the front lines to get fucking vaccinated. No, okay. I think I. You know what? That broad characterization. I'll stand by that. I mean, Bob, I mean what do you think, Bob? No, I mean that's. Uh, so this is the weird question, right? Is um, in general, I definitely agree, Tom. Like, I, I don't. I would say there's people who were not the first people to line up and get vaccines who were really excited for the show. But I also know people who were fully vaccinated who who hit me and you know were like, yeah, I, I got sucked in. Madball set was great and I found myself in that pit. Um sure. Sure. And I think that's thought, yeah. but that's but I think you're right. The larger group is probably on the other side of that. And and what Pat's going to is is my big crux here is that I don't want to take away agency from people. And I don't want to take away a person's ability at this point to make a decision what's safe for themselves. But I also fear that there's people who are not, who are maybe putting their faith in some questionable theory talk that might be purported here. Sure. As their guiding light. Right. But like even Bob, so like this is my, like this is my take and Pat doesn't agree with me, but you, you may or may not. And I would love to hear it. Like when we talked about, so like, all right, going to hardcore shows for the majority of our lives, right? There's been an understanding that, 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 that you're putting yourself at risk. Yes. Someone stage dives on you. Yes. Someone decides they don't like the way you look and they beat the shit out of you in the parking lot, whatever the fuck it may be. Like it's a, there's a contract. Like I used to always joke. I'd be like, like I used to lock myself in rooms with like felons by choice. Like what am I doing? Holy fuck. Like these guys are like, you know, and the men and women are like, could kill me. Like, what am I doing? But you go there knowing that, ah, you know what? There's a chance that this might not work out great. Right. Right. And I think like, and I think if that was really it to me, that'd be like, fuck it, do whatever you will. Like whatever, man. Like if you're, you know, if you tend to, you know, if you drink and you want to drive and if there was a way that the only person who got hurt or killed were you, was you. I'm all for like do whatever do whatever the it's your life, do whatever the fuck you want with it. But as soon the ne- drive. your rights to like ends where someone else's begins. If you're drinking and driving, you know more often than not, it's not the fucking idiot that's drinking and driving that that dies. It's the fucking family coming home from dinner that dies. Sure. So yeah. like, but that but that's the question that I have. That's the issue that I have. That it's not like if you made an individual choice and the the repercussions were only individual. 
then you know what, man, do what you, do what you will. You know, people right. that are like, but you're seeing the the impact on the the group as well. I mean, I've seen it from folks that are on ho- fucking Rikers Island that are catching it from corrections office that are doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so it's not just like, you know, like all right, so you decide that you want to take heroin, yep. right? Yep. Okay. You may right. may not there may not be a fucking clean a needle exchange near you and you're using a dirty needle like you uh, and and whatever that risk and and your 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 use of the heroin now you might go do something that's bad but but your use of the heroin is can only really negatively hurt you right or the person you're sharing a needle with. I mean that's probably a bit not the best example maybe coke coke might be a better example you know coke could maybe stop your heart one day correct unbiased. Right, exactly. Dude's in fucking incredible shape. Gets excited that he gets picked by the Celtics. Has a fucking, you know. That's one thing. But I think when it – we owe it to each other to kind of look out for everyone. It's a society. It's not just – you know what I mean? Like no one went to that – I mean maybe there are folks that went to that show and then are going to fucking sit home for two weeks and hope for the best. Right. So so where I fall on this and I want to see what Pat says here too. Because I like your drunk driver analogy. The drunk driver can kill anyone who he goes out and drives, and he might not. Right. You know, he might make it home. Like, and fucking. Yeah, most, most of the time we'll make it home. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount. Uh, when I first moved to California, I worked a job with so many casual drunk drivers. I was blown away. And it was also, let me be clear, it wasn't about being in California. It was my first like adult job where I was working with people who weren't fucking hardcore kids or whatever and it was like yeah you know on fridays we get out at 4 30 and we get blitzed by six at the fridays down the road oh what do you do then what do you mean we go home how How do you get home uh my car oh you know so so there's that i look at it from the other side which is i'm the sober dad who is doing everything right when i drive and still I know that if I take my car out, I might die even if I do all the right things. And I think we might have touched that on a different episode. I've said that fucking 400 times when I'm talking about this stuff. But I see that risk side too. That whenever I get in my car, be it from a drunk driver, be it from someone who's just distracted, be it from somebody who just makes an easy mistake, even if I do 100% of the right things, I can get hurt. I can get killed. And that is sort of the energy I look at the show at, as opposed to being like, hey, that's the drunk driver. They're they're going out taking that risk. I look at it as the person who's like, I am going to do all the right things. Say somebody's fully vaccinated, et cetera. Um, theoretically, they're going to the show and should be fine. But who knows? Maybe the person next to them isn't, whatever, whatever. The mass people there. And that's where I start to go, hey, I want people to be able to make choices on their own in life. And I think I believe in that. Uh, None of the three of us who were on this call were at that show. Um, I don't, you know, PK, if you had been in New York city, what do you think your odds are that you would have gone to the show? Uh, Low until I saw the footage, at which point I would have, you would have tried to kick out over there. Right. (laughs) But, but I mean, I also think Pat, when you're saying this, like, because I'm largely just of the mind that, people need to really ease themselves into the pool as they feel pit, f- feel comfortable with. Yo, I don't know about you guys. I've, I've been around a pool or the ocean in my day. I usually run in and jump in. That's the way I like to get into the, the ocean. That's the way I like to get into a pool. 
That's not how I've approached COVID. <laughs> but I also know when I'm at a pool, some people walk down the stairs. Some people sit on the edge and have their feet in and get you know acclimated. Some people walk in up to their waist. It's all different strokes. I'm not that kid who's dunking his friend to get him underwater. I I really think people can do it at their own speed. But you you know you're not wrong, Tom, when you say that if one third of all adults in the United States have been vaccinated to some form extent. Well, that still leaves a lot of opportunity at a at a pretty big gathering for some weird shit to be happening, or at least for it to be a high threshold risk situation. Right, like, right, right. Like you were saying, like you know, oh, you know, you could do every, you know, you fucking put on your seatbelt, you do this, you do that, you do everything to protect yourself, and it still could happen, right? Hundred percent. But but uh, sure. But that's the equivalent of being like, all right, you know what? I did everything I could do to make sure myself and my family were safe. I had to fucking go and get fucking bread. I had to go fucking right. whatever, whatever. Like, you know, and and I happened to be next to somebody who had it, whatever, whatever, and I ended up getting it. Like, to, to me, like, it's like you can do everything you can. like, But that doesn't excuse the person who carelessly got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's what I think you were kind of saying. Like, you know, I can do everything I can and still get it. Sure. Like, but like, you know, if you if you need to do so, like, if you're going out to do social stuff and you happen to fucking cross paths with somebody and whatever, whatever, that's one thing. But I think if it's like something innocuous enough is like, you know, putting your fucking going to the post office to mail your bills or like going to get right. something for lunch. Low, low risk, right? Low risk, right? Like so. Right. So that's kind of the risk gets ameliorated by people acting reckless, right? Sure. So, like, if I went to get a fucking sandwich, and then there was a an anti-COVID, anti-masker, anti-vaccination flash mob in the sandwich shop, all of a sudden the risk profile goes up, right. and I had I had no control of it. Um, I mean, that's. That's the way I sort of see things right now is the risk profile of what I'm doing. I mean, so for example, I went to Miami two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. Flight down, 4 a.m. leaving Atlantic City. <laughs> wow. Low, low risk. I'll tell you, there weren't a lot of people at that airport. No, there never is. Going from Fort Lauderdale down to Miami, the whole thing felt pretty low risk. Uh, most of my social situations, pretty low risk, eating outside the whole time, all these things. Looking felt at snakes really comfortable. Night. Yeah. Right, exactly, doing weird shit. Um, even the beach, I'm outside at a beach, open air, pff, beach by nature, thank God, still like six to ten feet away from exactly. everybody. Right. Felt good. But then on my flight home, I was at Fort Lauderdale Airport for like four hours, and there were a lot of fucking people at that airport. Oh, I'm sure. I was masked. I was masked up the whole time. I was fully vaccinated for two weeks before. You know, like, you know, it, it's. Does that mean that I was in a low risk situation? Nah, but I felt comfortable or safe enough. Right. And I think right. that's. I mean, Patrick, where do you fall on these things? Like, do you see them as as high risk or low risk? Does that impact your decisions right now? Because the other side, I was thinking was. Pat, you you're you're kind of all in on on allowing people to roll out because I think about your lifestyle and a lot of it's pretty. You're not. It's not like you're going to raves. It's not like you're going to once shows come back and you're able to tour. That's where your life kind of ramps up to the uh, high population, high attendance variety. Is that right? 
Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not remotely social before that. So, uh, but just so nobody thinks I don't have stake, uh, any skin in the game, this isn't me being flippant. I, I've essentially tried to get COVID and, and I know that offends people that have lost people to COVID. I get that. But like doing, doing like the actual science on this, my odds are extraordinarily good of getting to the other side of it. And I, I don't have any fear of it. Again, I understand that many of our listeners have either been in crisis themselves or their family members died or they got very sick and they were scared. Get it. I get it. But like, I'm, how do you know you have zero? Like that is so reckless and stupid. Well, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It it impacts people differently. That's a fact. Just because like you're skinny and fucking vegan. That's like insane. There's fucking sports, like actual athletes that have died from this. The Len, sure. bi- the Len bias is the example. Now, I, I, I think Pat's playing the numbers. Yes. Now, now, Tom's not crazy, obviously. To say, yeah, give me a deadly virus is never smart. Right. Like, chances are I can but, beat this. Like, it, I mean, that's just insane. Well, in my perspective, and again, it's your, it's your you know, decision. All, all consideration for people that don't agree with me uh, is. Early on, I did not. Ex- I expected a vaccine in four years, not one year. And with that in mind, I, I, everybody, I know that I come off like a way, but I've been paying very close attention to the science the entire time. So, like, looking at it very early on and knowing that we had never beaten a vaccine within four years, that on the very that's like the the best they ever did. And prior to that, the closest to this particular virus took twelve years. So. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'll go get this shit tomorrow. And I, I made a little bit of an effort and it never happened. So for anybody curious, uh, it, uh, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, in a, in a hospital ward over this. I don't. So that's should be clear to our listeners, but, and, and yo, um, when it, when it's come close to your life, you've, you've taken it more seriously. I mean, you oh, spoke sure. of it with, yeah. And it's, it's not something that you are trying to, to dismiss or glamorize when you say that you tried to get it. No, when my, no, when my, when, uh, I was very concerned about my father, like, you know, my father, had he gotten this, there's very, his odds were terrible. (laughs) So so I take it very seriously, but regarding my odds, um, again, I've said this on this podcast and it's not a popular opinion, but, uh, driving out after 11 o'clock at night is incredibly deadly. And I do it all year round for the purposes of playing music for low money. So like, I'm not. I can't be a hypocrite about this. I, I, I've taken my, okay. So when I flippantly asked on my Instagram, are you going to get this vaccine or not? The number one answer I got is yes, because I want life to return to normal and they won't let it happen. Otherwise the second most prevalent answer. And it's a lot of people said, I've put a lot of fucked up shit in my body. What do I care? Now that's, I don't put a lot of fucked up shit in my body, but I do take many risks in life. And I didn't see this as being terribly different from those. So, but so I do have, so just so everybody gets where I'm coming from on this, but that's all a preamble to the idea that I think that, I think that if I quote numbers, I'm going to risk coming off in that way that we just discussed where people double down on their opposition to you. They want to dismiss you and they see you as the well, actually guy that, that busts out numbers. So I don't want to, I'm not trying to win anybody over. I'm just saying that 
I've paid very close attention to this, weighed a lot of different people's opinions, experts, and I, I just feel comfortable with the odds at this point, given what I know about the, the odds on, say, you know, whatever it may be. In, in, in the United States, it would be heart disease. But like 53 people in New York City died of COVID yesterday. That's terrible. It's also not such a scary number that I feel intimidated by it. Now, I think probably one of you is going to mention just the obvious fact, which is, yeah, but let's not make it 100, you know? And I think there's something to that. But I'm just saying that personally, looking at what it is, I'm comfortable with my risk metric, with the morality calculus of this. And what I I want to say really quick is that, and this is to Patrick and Tom, I'd love for you to respond to all that, is that he really does uh, pay attention to this stuff more than people would give him credit for. You might have heard him casually mention, like, what am I, if I'm not learning something every few hours? Uh, this dude, in a very odd person way, focuses on things and is curious, unlike most people. Uh, yeah, it, so, doesn't mean, so it doesn't mean I'm right. I mean, it doesn't listen. mean he's right, and he doesn't claim to be right very often. Full transparency. But, John Joseph done a lot of research. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't mean he don't mean he's right about you know, everything. That's right. Count, and do, right. And yeah. doing a lot of research, you can do a lot of research in one direction, and and really, you just got a lot Convince of convince yourself. Info. You can yeah, find and, anything and you, you want. Can believe. That's right. Yeah, so 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 what I, I mean to say is that I think uh, Patrick, in his all his contrarian nature, that we will call him on and talk to him about and discuss here back and forth. He will look at both sides of a thing ninety nine point nine percent of the time, uh, and and come to his own conclusions, which I appreciate. Tom, you were going to respond. Here. Yeah, I mean, I think you're like, oh, well, fifty people died in blah, blah blah. But like, doesn't that give some credence to the steps that have been taken already? See, but Tom, Tom, that's a real problem uh, because you can't prove a negative. So like, th- th- this is one of those tricky policy matters where they tell like again everybody. I don't have this strong opinion on masks. It's an example. Don't fucking at me. So let's say that we say everybody wears masks and the numbers are bad, right? Like people continue to get sick. People continue to die. Then the people that told you to wear masks can at the end of it, when you say, what the fuck, bro, I put on the mask and they can say, but imagine if you didn't, because there's no proving a thing that never happened. Right. So like this is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a way to look at it, but it also, if it's like, you know, but it, I'm, thousands of I'm people were dying saying, of it, and now it's like, well, sure. I'm just saying it's tr- it's it's a tricky reasoning. Like you might be absolutely right, but there's there's no proving what couldn't what never happened. So like, once the choice is made to do a thing, the counterproof o- almost never exists. You know, a- a- and even when you can point to a counterproof in the form of oh, what about this country or what about that country? It's it's never a one to one. So so this stuff is like. To a degree, I mean, I've been very forgiving of a lot of politicians that other people are very critical of because once you once you commit to a path, there is no proving the other way to do things. We can just say that outcome sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's a... Uh, I hear you. Yes, I I do think that there's something to uh, taking measures to protect yourself. I I do think that those things have been important, but I also think that uh, it it's very hard to hand anything credit. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Yeah, I mean, I think you could hand, hand like, I think, to me, I mean, I know Big Pharma, bad, 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 but, like, you can't tell me that the vaccines aren't helping. No, no, I, I would not. I would not assume to tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's. I think they are. I think that's pretty standard. Like, you know, there's certain things that you can you can do to fucking ameliorate the problem. And I think, you know, keeping away from like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, I think. I think honestly, here's the thing that we all three talk about and balance is the idea. Like, hey, the way to stop this crazy thing is one, these vaccines that seem to be working, but I also, hey, there's people who are uncomfortable with that, all right. Sure. Um, two, keeping distance, uh, quite literally physical. Uh, and then three, how do we balance that out with also not losing our fucking minds? Well, yes, and I think that's You know late. what I mean? And and I think we all get that, you know? We all understand that that's, that's some crazy shit that's happening, and we're now at is this month uh, sixteen? I don't know. Whatever 14, it is, 15, yeah, right. Um, of of this, and we're starting to get there. You know, like if you hear the raw numbers as said by the mainstream media, we're we're. Did you say mainstream or lamestream? Because I think it's lamestream media. It's the same. <laughs> it's like the same, right? Right. The sheeples. Yeah. Yeah, but but the numbers are big. The big numbers. Still. For the people. Right. And we're starting to feel that. I mean, it's tangible. Yo, I got stuck in traffic twice in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. That oh, was no. a weird feeling. Well, that of was course. a weird fucking feeling. But then you see like stuff that's going on like like in India. Right. Right. Like they're having like mass like plots of like burning bodies because they have nowhere else to put them. 
right yeah it's it's a very bad you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like you know this is our privilege that we're able to fucking argue whether you can have a fucking hardcore show in a fucking park because right there's more fucking vaccines than people that are willing to take them and meanwhile there's a fucking country full of a fucking billion people that would be like we will gladly take your vaccines from you please help us i don't think it would be an unsuccessful uh commentary and campaign to say Hey, um, we need people to take these so that we can enable the rest to go to the rest of the world because, uh, you know, there's, there are people dying everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think you have it. They're just going to like, you know, be like, all right, fu- you know, like, I think there's going to be like a window that they're like, okay, these aren't going to be readily available anymore. And then, or, 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 yeah, or it's just going to be a different, it's going to be more of a situation where you have to like schedule an appointment with your doctor. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. And you're not going to be able to walk into a fucking Walgreens at some point. Right. Um, so, but can I no, can I piggyback please. of what you were saying? Because I think it's very kind of very very prevalent, and I don't think we really talk about this. And we, I think we tried to talk about this a couple weeks ago. I feel like whether or not people are willing or comfortable to admit it, or you know, or even realize it yet, like this past four, these past fourteen months have been incredibly traumatic. Fact to everyone, to you know, like to to folks that are stuck at home folks that are you know like and and people react differently to trauma each person reacts differently you know so like some people just fucking push through you know and are fucking you know or, or you know not to say not to say not to make this a, an equivalent of like what's going on with the, who people who went to the show but it's like you know people that have had a traumatic upbringing they may become more aggressive and violent just cuz that's their protect that's the way they protect themselves but then there's other people that have trauma that we were talking about that, like, you know, say they had a family member shot 20 years ago, that the backfire of a car makes them jump out a fucking window. Sure. Because, it, right. but I think it's, it, that's sort of what's going on here. There's certain people that, like, make no mistake, the toughest dude at, or woman at that show on Saturday has somewhat been traumatized by what went on here. Oh yeah, every everybody's processing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. But I think sure. certain people are like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna," you know, "I've had enough, and I'm running through this fucking trauma." And then there's people that sit home and being like, "Fuck!" Like, I know how much people suffered over this last year and a half. Like, I can't fucking look at this. And I yeah, think that's I, a big I, point. But like, I don't think anyone's actually processing that. Like, everyone, unless you don't fucking believe it. If you're like a fucking like a whack job, that's like it's all fake. It's a hoax. Which I watched somebody. <laughs> tell another human being that their cousins <laughs> died of a government conspiracy. Why don't you ask them? Because COVID's a hoax. Yeah, not great. I mean, I mean, this dude, I mean <laughs> not great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so th- maybe that idiot didn't get traumatized. But anyone who lost a family member, saw someone get sick, lost a friend, couldn't work to support their family. And that's like the big thing that we're talking about with this beforehand. You know, like bands that like, you know, like Madballs are like uh, they're adults. Like they have children that they need to support. This is their livelihood that was taken away from them by this. That's fucking traumatic. And not being able to get, especially the, I feel like the artists, like artists in general, got fucked by the government. No, you know, with no support. So it's kind of like fucking traumatic. I don't get these dudes are some of the toughest people in the fucking universe. And it's still got to be like fuck that wears on you on a daily basis, not knowing like, yo, is this fucking this amount of money that I have right here? Am I gonna be able to ride it out with my kids or like not even just them, just anyone? The fucking yeah. guy who owns a pizzeria down the street that he wasn't able to open, or this, you know, like 
of course, it's it's a fucking a traumatic thing that like, I mean, has anyone in the last fucking, you know, how many hundreds of years experienced something that was so worldwide that impacted every last person? Certainly, well, certainly not in memory like this. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, last. You know, in in terms of like any kind of media, like this, this is incredible. PK. Uh, well, I just want to say, like, um, regarding that bit of trauma and and how, uh, like, in an effort to be compassionate to people, not to cape for anybody, but I, I'm I'm going to speak incredibly broadly now, so that we're not talking about anybody specifically. I. I get a little agitated with people when a lot of the, a lot of hardcore kids, but in my experience, a lot of New York dudes are, if we want to use uh, survivors of trauma, if we, whatever language we want to use, not everybody, but a lot of people have had a brain crushing go of it where some of these dudes, I'm glad they can work. And I don't, I think when, when sometimes people online are hammering them, they're not, they're looking at a guy and saying, this guy's a fucking idiot and not realizing, and he might be a fucking idiot. There's a lot of dudes that are fucking idiots, but like, if we're going to be human about this whole thing, a lot of these dudes, how do I put it delicately? They're just, there's a lot that went into who they are. And I get like almost triggered. I know that this, I know that we're talking about COVID stuff and I'm keep taking it back to personalities, but I like, that's, that's what we're trying to connect the two things because they're inherently involved after fucking 14 months. I, I just got like, I got like creeped out and upset by the lack of compassion when I'm not, and I'm not treating New York dudes like they got a major mental disability. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying that like, I've met dudes that like, they're tough and they're all that, but they're broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah. it, it's a, uh, I get like a little on edge and I don't know why I'm not a tough guy and I'm not particularly traumatized, but I, I get a little on edge when I watch somebody who presents pure internet attacking somebody who I don't even know that well, but I know has been through a lot and it just, it, it makes my, like, I get like weird and, and that's how I felt a lot in the wake of this event. Um, but bringing it back to COVID broadly, um, yeah, Tom's not wrong. Everybody's been processing this differently and I'm trying to take that into consideration when somebody barks on me, you know what I mean? Like, you bark on me because I got a difference of opinion about this. Yeah, that's irritating because I feel like, hey, I've done my due diligence. I'm not an idiot. Blah blah blah. But like, yo, if you just lost your grandmama, right? And you're I'm talking about like a thrice tour. You're like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who wants to hear me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm I'm sympathetic to that. Everybody's taking it differently, and I've been like really flippant about this, and I fully understand why people would be irritated with it. You know what well, I mean? But I also have to be. I also have to be true to I be real, who man. I am and how I see the world. And it, it, that just is what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that we've talked about it and we've gotten verklempt about this. Uh, it might be on a recent episode that we, we touch on this. People are fucked up. So like if we can acknowledge that, that dude, dude on the internet is fucked up over this, then why can't I acknowledge that 
you know, like uh, fucking uh, Ralph the park is Ralph spin kick is yeah. is also fucked up. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I think that was what I just said. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I just thought I could do a better job. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'll, so, I'll no, just go I shred mean, my master's degree in psychology. Then. Thank you. <laughs> I, no, I really listen. Think, I just got. I just got started on one. You know how no, it is. I really think that, that that's where where a lot of like you know people were wondering what our thoughts were on this. Largely, like we're in different places. All three of us. A big part of this is being in different places and being able to have this conversation about it and being cool with it and understanding. Like, yo, I think there's a few points that made that enraged a large number of people online and started sort of this like ground 12 of, of being upset and kind of yeah. lashing out. I mean, and I think it was, you know, like the spring of fucking black flag matters. Yo, let me just say this. And, and it was pointed out, shout out to, to the dude spoiler who really posted this Alba real is SSD. Yeah. Always has been. He wrote all the music, wrote all the lyrics, did all the art, uh, designed the shirts, drove the van, booked the shows, wrote the letters. Al Burial is SSD. Uh, I couldn't say this any better than Spoiler did. He just got this idiot Springer to sing because he thought he had a cool voice. Not wrong. Right. Go listen to Get It Away. Go listen to, to the kids. That said, if you are not familiar, Springer has been a guy uh, who... <sighs> Apparently he's not well. I don't know how. I don't know. Yes, I think that's a that's a nice way to put it. Um, and we can go into that more. But like to wear a black flag matters shirt, clearly fucking dumb, clearly out of touch. And but he's like, like eighty five years old, and and a bit embarrassing. And this goes to a conversation we had on the Patreon about yo maybe we maybe we we don't need to put all our our jelly beans in the basket of the ideas, political opinion, social commentary of dudes from punk bands that we loved uh, now, then, or before. But, but I mean, the Springer thing is the easiest piece. Then you go into some of the offhand comments that may reflect a small percentage of the people who are at the show. And yes. I was watching John Joseph's live stream, and there was a dude who was yelling something foul in the, in the stream. That dude is one percent. You know what I mean? It's it, it, there's an there's an idiot in every fucking collection of human beings. If you've got ten people, there will be one who is a fucking idiot. So like, I don't know. I regarding, I'm not going to speak directly to Springer, but I I, th- I think about this a lot. Do either of you have a fucked up cousin? Maybe you don't want to say. Do, 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 anybody got a fucked up cousin, yeah. nephew, anything like that? Yeah, uh, like, uh, f- friends. So. If you got a fucked up cousin, maybe they're in and out of jail. Maybe they got a drug problem. Like, don't take care of their kids. Maybe that person's not a bad person, but they're just a fucking broken shithead. And I'm just trying to be compassionate <laughs> to, to to every cousin in the world. Yeah, but they show up at your fucking niece's communion wearing a fucking black fucking flag. They're matter. out the fucking door. They're out the fucking well, exactly. door. Tom. I'm just, I'm just. Saying. That's the point, though. Like he's, yeah, of course. You know, but like, Listen. but the thing is, no one knows this dude. Yes, everyone okay. tries to so, give this like, you know, you know his backstory. I don't know if a lot of people do. He looks just like this fucking washed up punker that showed up at the fucking show. No one knows that. 
if Alperil well, came out, people would be like, most well, not at that show actually, because I feel like the no, show, not Dre, the show. Like, and, brings- and not and not, a, not at his age actually, because it's it's not like he's recognizable to me anymore. And I've seen a hundred photos of him in my life. Alperil you know kind of looks the same. It, yeah, but he's still jacked. He has he has a little bit of that. He has a little bit of that late fifties year old man where he's generic enough and it's got a good build. Like yep. you definitely wouldn't want to mess with him. But he, I might see thirty people who could, if if you had a lineup and picked people who look like Al, you might not be able to pick. Yeah, them. at the mall, but like a hardcore show, you'd be like, I think that's oh, Al Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but uh, so, Tom, I, I I'm gonna let you finish. I'm just gonna like extend that, like what Still you Kanye. said is interesting because <laughs> what you said is interesting because you see a lot of people pretending to know this guy, and I think that goes both ways. Like anybody that's attempting to defend him. It might be misguided, but I also think that people that are like jumping out being like, this is a hardcore icon who thinks this and should, and look at, this is what hardcore has always been. I just think that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, no, not, I, I tend to agree. With, I, I agree. At the same show that Springer was being a loud mouth to fucking 36 years ago. And like, it's just, there's no, it's difficult to say anything is one thing based on one person. That's just all I'm driving at. That's but, right. Because, yeah. because for all the truth of saying, yo, Springer with that shirt at a show where when you look at the pictures, the first thing you notice is that, yeah, there's a lot of white faces in that crowd. It's not a great optic. But then you have fucking Madball on the stage. Right. And that's you the thing, too. I think. He does that at any other show, and people are like, oh, fuck, well, Spring is a fucking whack job. But when someone, people are dying or like are up in our arms already, and now they have a safe person to target. Oh yes! Oh yes! 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 So I mean, of course, if that if he did that at like the Doctor No benefit when everything was copacetic, people were able to kind of come and go. They raised a bunch of money for the dude that was like a hero to all of us that played you know all the music that we loved. It was safe; everyone was cool. People would have been like, "Well, fucking spring out a dick," but it wouldn't have cast such a pall necessarily over the 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 entire event. But when the event already has a pall, and then this fucking idiot comes out of the word work like that. It's just like, well, you see, yeah, he's not the only one who thinks that way because then someone else comes about with the whole, like nobody had any problems with people gathering when they were rioting and having, you know, bias incident. I'm like, wow, that was a very, very uh, not helping. And, and it wasn't, he didn't say it once. That one's very unfortunate. He didn't say it once. It wasn't a fucking slip of the tongue. He posted that several times. So, and look, we can we can we can understand the comparison that he's making, but it's just so sloppy. It's like don't do it, don't don't do it. And I never there is say no comparison. How do you understand Look, the, the language of it? The language of it is a dog whistle. It's 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 racial coded language, and whether he intends it or not, that's and exactly whether he intends right. it or yes. not, and that's yes. the problem. That's why it's sloppy, and that's why it's ugly. And you combined it with everything else, and that puts that dude in the position to try to be defending himself as a guy who was a roadie for the fucking bad brains. Yeah. You know, for, for black men in the majority white punk scene in the, of the early eighties. Yeah. But I think he, if we're being honest, I think that gets played up a lot. <laughs> if we're being, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, that's I mean, like, I went to high school with some black kids. I'm lots. I, 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 I know it's, it's really tough because we're seeing that and it's charged right now. Right. And it's like, because exactly, think about this. This dude for thirty years was an icon, and 
I'm not trying to make this all just about Jimmy no, Hart. no. But he's obviously like, we, we actually it. right. It, well, he, he or didn't had help. He he had a big part. It didn't help being a tough thing, and it did not help. People are citing that, and that's where a lot of people are angry. And and I mean, we're, not trying, the same we're trying, we're trying to be fair and yeah. and share it and say, look, some of the way people are coming at each other is a little rough here because I wanted to ask both of you. Is there a world where this show goes off with this attendance, with this style? Like, hey, it's a real hardcore show. Like, hey, there's people. People aren't wearing masks. People are jumping on each other, stage diving, moshing the whole bit. Is there a reality where this could have gone off in this manner and we didn't see this level of vitriol? Yeah, in two months. Uh, see, Tom, I I agree. It would have been less. It still would have been very prevalent. I think that uh, for look, I'm getting offers now for September and the first question bands have is, but how much shit am I going to get? And that's because even in September, when by all accounts, everybody in the United States who wants to be vaccinated will have been vaccinated by that point. Even at that juncture, people are anxious about what will be said about them online. Right. All right. So I have two things that I'd like to yeah. chime in before. First, I want to go back. Sure. The compra the 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 false equivalency and the comparison of like you hadn't ha- you didn't have a problem with people doing this last summer, but now you have a problem with us doing that is so incredibly ridiculous. Because all right, full personally, I can speak personally. I went out and I marched last summer yeah. when no one was fucking vaccinated. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. And you've taken this seriously. Yeah. Everyone yeah. standing next to me, every single person in that fucking crowd had a mask on. We're fucking trying to, yep. you know, take care of each other, looking out for each other. Yep. And it was the fucking colors of the rainbow. It was everybody yep. going mm-hmm. to do this stuff. Right. I went to that knowing that, you know, like, and I wasn't seeing anybody. So I wasn't seeing my family. I wasn't seeing anybody. If I went to that and I got sick, Fighting for something I actually truly believed in, that was something I was willing to to take. Correct. Sure. And it was but a global thing. Threshold. Yeah. But, but you don't see a comparison comparison to seeing Murphy's Law when you, when Tomash. we know that we will see them in that park again. I I, I mean, and I love Murphy's Law. I love Mad, yeah. but I but like absolutely. But I, I see them in that park again. I would have been safer going. I, I was physically safer going to that show Saturday than I was going. You know, marching in in last summer. But it's like you can't make that equivalence when it's like I'm willing to fucking put my life at risk for for this cause. Yes, I'm not. I mean, I love hardcore, but like I, I don't know if I take a bullet for it. Yeah, no, it's fair. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's like a fucking this like weird. That's where it's like it's so tenured and like you come across like mad fucking racist, you know? And like when you say shit, like not you, when anyone no, kind of says it or parrots that that thought, that it's like then you didn't get what happened last summer and why that fucking finally came to, to fruition. You know what I mean? Like you don't get it because this is not the same. You're not a fucking, you know, protest leader because you fucking, you played a show. Yeah. Like no. here's the thing that, that, that I think people need to do is they need to take anyone who wants to talk about, um, gatherings and the okay to do, not okay to do needs to take that, 
feather out of their quill of, but the protests were last summer and no one seems to have a problem. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly what Tom put out is a really well-mannered, I think everyone understood the risks and felt that it was that important. Right. And that's right. where it was. Now, if you also want to flip it, there were people in the moment last summer trying to manipulate that and play fucking shitball then too. There was, yep. I believe... It was in Orange County. I think it was Huntington Beach, actually. Shocking. Parents who decided because their kids weren't allowed to have a graduation, they were having a graduation uh, protest. Yeah, that's fucking gross. All the kids. Yeah. And so, but it was, it was panned. People were like, what the fuck is this? Because it was a sham. If you want to stand on the corner and say, but what about the people who protested last summer? You are treading dangerously close to saying that what people thought was important that isn't as important as it should have been that they that you're saying that's not an important enough cause and you're not giving people credit for acknowledging that and saying hey i know how serious it is for me to go and put my voice in this group and in this crowd and that i'm taking a certain level of risk by even doing so but I'm accepting that risk to do so. Right. Whether it be cops fucking pepper spraying you or getting sick or whatever, like the cops are right. fucking there, like glad handing people on Saturday, hanging out, watching the show. Nobody was at risk in that way. No, no that's true. All right. Here's my question uh, for both of you guys. Hit us. How much of a ripple effect does this happen? Does this have? Uh, it already has. I've already seen shows announced. Uh, yes. I think that, I think that this is going to be, Look, for for anybody mad at this event, I just want you can be mad. I just want to give you the concept of inevitability. It sounds shitty if this matters to you, but if it wasn't this show, it would be another show, and that's just what it is. But at this level, so, I think that's what that? the whole thing was so shocking to people that you know, like they did the show in Jersey, even Madball playing Rhode Island. Did mm-hmm. you see the videos from the Mad Bull Rhode Island show? Yes, and it didn't strike me. As, you know, to, quite honestly, watching that, I literally was like, okay, this is like slowly dipping your toes into the pool and yeah, seeing what it's like. It was like there weren't, you know, like it was sold out to what the capacity of the place was. And it was, you know, whatever that number may be. Which is sparse. People were spread out. It was comfortable. It was outside. Like that is how I pictured hardcore shows first coming back. When if you're someone who's like really worried and kind of nervous and anxious about COVID and stuff like that, seeing those photos, it's like, oh shit, it's as if nothing ever happened. And I think that's what was so triggering to a lot of people. And I know the the people that are on the other side of it think triggering people is funny. Yeah, like everyone's well, a lame lame dork for getting triggered, but that's a thing. That's a psychological thing, you know, that happens. But I think it's kind of going like. If that show Saturday was, you know, like 300 folks, I mean, it probably would have been disappointing for the bands and like depressing to even watch that that's what hardcore in our life has become. But less people would have something to say. The the stark difference of like there being 3,000 people and literally seeing people almost as far as the eye can see. Yeah. It was a big event. It was shocking. No, I think that was shocking to people. Whereas like the Rhode Island show was kind of like, all right. Like this is okay. The Jersey show, like the 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 two day animal rights thing they did. 
Oh, right. The Lunoka Harbor. Yeah. You know, like it was, it, it seemed fine, but it was and, like, this and, is not star. This is not like, holy fuck. What are these guys doing? No. And, and, and I'll be really honest. Uh, the guy who's done shows, uh, is not, not someone I know, but is a friend of friends and he's been doing them throughout COVID essentially. You know, this isn't his first, this is his sixth or something like that. Um, right. and I'll be honest, they're sparsely attended. They're outdoors, kind of in the woods, you know? Right. Um, and they didn't get the attention. I, I, I want to circle this back to what Pat was saying about the ripple effect and inevitability of things coming back um, and connected here because there have been shows happening. You know, we talked a little bit about that show in LA, that big show. That wasn't one. This is, they've been doing these shows, uh, mostly outdoors mostly just kind of like hey we're gonna do it and we decide we want to do it and we're doing it and come as you come at your own risk volition i have right? a question and about that risk. yeah uh, and i mean i think that this show with the profile it had because it was in new york uh it's been noted as probably the largest and none of those la bands are madball that's right no, those LA bands are Murphy's Law. Not to be oh, I'm not trying to no, disrespect no, no, your bands, no, no. but it was like a local. But here's my thought. They're younger, newer bands. Go ahead. And this is dumb, and this may be like almost so basic that we don't even think about it. Do you think those shows happening in the fucking pitch black as compared to the very stark sunshine of Saturday afternoon made a difference? I do. Because yeah, you can't tell if it's 300 people at those shows out in LA or 3,000 people. But like, if that show in New York was in the dark and you could only see the fucking first four rows, it might not be. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Is that fair? Am I gone? No, you're here. I mean, I think there's a lot. That, I think there's a lot that goes into into the differences that people perceive there. I think the 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 literal visuals do. Yeah, yes. that hurts a lot. Um, I think, and I think if you look at those LA shows, like. Your your mind almost can't comprehend how many people are actually there. Sure, but sure. in New York, there's no question. Yeah, there's no question, and it it did look like a proper Woodstock '99. Like it was, <laughs> it was like a big show. I was, I was really like, I'm not trying to shit on anybody by this, but like, it was far more human beings there than I anticipated. See, I wasn't, I wasn't totally shocked. It was, it was shocking to see, but it's like people are like. Are fucking going stir crazy, and I get that. And it's a free show, nice day, and it's fucking mad. But you know how many people probably of those three thousand people, whatever how many fucking people there were, you know how many people were just like folks that happen to be like walking through the fucking park. They're like lost it for a bit, not yeah, an insignificant well, amount. You know I what mean, I'm saying? There's probably there were definitely. I mean, people traveled from Europe. There were people that we know from California that were here. So I want to say this one. And this is no slight at Madball. Everybody has listened to this podcast for more than an hour knows that all three of us are, are decent-sized Madball fans in yeah. range and, and have a lot of respect. This has to be their best New York City show in a long while. Just just by number size, by the amount of people who came out. I mean, who's the last hardcore band to draw 3,000 people in New York City? I, exactly suicidal i mean you, i you know it's not it's not a, and when's the last time that a new york hardcore show just new york bands through this because those other park shows yo you get 600 to 800 to a thousand people there it looks good 
I think there was about 2,000, maybe a little over that from those pictures. That was a big show. Like, and that park looked packed. Fantastic. It's so cool to see that. So, one, shout out to that. Two, my question is the idea, like, if this show is in June or July, would it have been double that? I tend to think so because, quite honestly, I'd have gone. And I know a lot of people that I know probably would have gone. And I think it's funny. I, and I was complaining about this, and and I don't know if you guys experience this at all. But, like, this show, like, there are certain shows that it's, like, all the fucking – the washouts come out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. And, like, sure. all my, like th- – there were dudes, legitimately dudes, like, that I went to high school with that, like, stopped coming to shows in, like, 98. Right. They're like, oh, fuck, man. I can't wait for Saturday. It's been so long. From- I miss going to shows. I'm like, but you had the enti- entirety of the 2000s. <laughs> and you didn't go like there's a few people like and you know it's like now this is like a thing like it used to there's certain people that i know that it's like sick of it all is a band that they'll come out for because it's a big show they play fucking irving plaza they play these other places you know but like this is like these it's like folks that are like dude if this was madball murphy's law and blood clot you know at at, at saint vitus you probably wouldn't have gone Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. But like, this is like a fucking thing. Like, and you're like, I miss shows. I'm like, then you must have missed them for the last 20 years, bro. Well, and, and, and there's a, there's, so there's a couple of things I think that we can say. One that's kind of neutral and the other that maybe we'll take as a COVID positive, right? The neutral one being uh, eventitis, big things happen here. More people come to fests. Some people go to a fest to see three bands that they could have seen two months before at a small club because they wanted to go to the event. Yeah. So that's the neutral. The positive is, and I, I, I think PK will co-sign on this. We're likely going to see more attendance at live music events of all sizes and types because people, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And even for those people who've gone to one show a year, one concert a year for the past 20, they might be up in their numbers because they couldn't for the past year. Right, people are just track? excited to be back. That's right. So, so I mean, PK, does that track to you? Do you think that we'll see more casuals attending more shows? One hundred percent. I mean, the, the, the show in the park to me was, again, like I feel like I keep dancing around this because I people know where I stand on this, and I don't want them to think I'm like glib, you know? Because I, I, your opinion's fine, but like, you know, everybody, it's regardless of how you feel things done changed and it's not because of the show that this weekend it's that there was always going to be a show that does that and and yeah like you can still be home i'm not mad at you if you want to be home but this is how things come out of hibernation Yo, that's it's, a the, yeah. It's a good say. That please continue. It, it's not going to be. There will always be the test case that people are uncomfortable with. I agree with Tom that in June this would this would have been received differently, but I don't agree that it would have been received fully differently. No, no, I'm not saying it's going to be 100. percent Everyone's on board. Yeah, there would still be. Dude, dude, if you did this next fucking April, someone's going to be pissed. Yeah. No, so, so there's there's an interesting thought here is. Was this the rip off the scab moment? The rip off the band aid? You in know, my like, view. 
Or is it going to work in the other way? And people, and right. then is there going to be a regression? The city's oh, going to be get, pissed if now. If people get sick, make no, no make no mistake. Ma- yeah. Make no mistake. Hey, for everybody, I'm in favor of the show. Not mad at blah blah blah. If people get sick, there is a blowback. You know I mean, there's like, a blowback already. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh well, Tom, I I'm going to say this delicately. I think a lot of the people that are saying shit. We're never going to the Madball show. No, no, ever. I'm saying like city, like if it's in the news, now it's a fucking hassle. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's not like, okay, someone who goes to fucking, you know, three shows a year, whatever the fuck, that's one thing. But like, it's actually like now it's in the newspaper. Now, like, you know, oh, well, look, the New York um, Times are like looking for quotes on stuff. Yeah. The, the New York, the New York live music scene will be impacted by this one way or the other. Well, I mean, yeah, they're yeah, not going to have shows there anymore. No, no, no. Chance. There, I mean, it's almost maybe. certainly that the, the, any scheduled stuff is going to be canceled. Yes. So you can wipe the board of any scheduled stuff. They'll be they'll start putting in folk shows in in you know the end of summer. But, um, I I yeah, and there are people that might you know they might keep their head down for a little bit because uh, the, the the city's going to be looking at them. But I yes, there is a blowback in that respect. I, I, on a more I national think, level. I think that this is the, level, you think this emboldens look, people to do it. I think yes. this ripped. The, I think this ripped the bandaid off because yes. nobody wanted to be the first, and these yes. dudes went out and were the first. I mean, look, I, I saw people from fucking Poland going nuts. You know what I mean? Being like, like enthused about doing their own shows now. But like, right or wrong, like I don't, I don't think there's a right or, a need to talk about right or wrong. We've talked about yes. that enough. It this is a thing that is happening (laughs) like like i'm sure both of you fellas actually i know for a fact both of you fellas have had life circumstances where you looked at it and you went this is unfair as shit and then you said but nothing me saying it's unfair or 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 unkind or whatever not a thing about my circumstances is changing due to that and that's right that's where i think we're at right this moment so i want to ask you tom Yes. What would you say to the people who are really upset at this and upset that it happened and bothered that it happened and feeling away? Like, what would you say to those people who are listening to the podcast right now? Because we know we have a lot of them. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I think, you know. Patrick, see where I'm telegraphing this for you. (laughs) I think it's understandable. You have every right to be upset. I don't blame you to an extent. The only thing that I ask is like when things become so kind of divisive like this, everyone roots for the other side to fucking totally eat shit. Yep. Don't do that. Don't take you know, God, you know, fucking two and a half weeks from now, you hear that somebody on the fucking stage is in, in the hospital because of fucking COVID or something. Don't relish in that and don't revel in that. It fucking sucks. We know, you know, Rob Vital, a friend of some of our, I'm like, you know, poor dude died from it. My our buddy that I talked about earlier, like, was on his, like, literally, if he would have went to bed, he wouldn't have woken up because he would have died from the fucking thing. So, like, don't, don't take any cheer. Like, don't take any joy in the fact that it's like, I told you. Told you it was fucking dangerous. You have every right to be upset by it. Just as, you know, and, you know, the... The other folks, the folks that went, have their right to kind of make their own decisions. I just, I don't. It, it becomes very kind of like a tit for tat. Like, 
you know, I'm going to own the libs and then the libs get mad and then they're going to do more and it just escalates. And then like, you know, then it comes out that like, you know, people take joy in the fact that it's like, you see, they're fucking, this is what people do, you know? And, and I just ask that you, you think about like the actual human toll of these things and not just, you know, using the, the dead bodies to, to, um, fucking embolden your opinion. The glib delight of of uh, I mean I, I of others others pandemic. terror yeah it sucks it, it's like you know the the people that are like uh, yeah they, they were excited to watch like oh these people had a Ruth Bader Ginsburg she's dead and the, and it's because she had officiated a wedding and it's like yeah I don't know she's dead you know yeah like you know it's like. And, you know, like even people like rooting like the whole like Matt Gates thing, like that dude's a giant piece of shit. But like there's actual human beings that are on the other end of that, that like you're wishing for this dude to fucking go down and go down hard. Never mind the women oh, that he. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like he, it's like there's there's human casualties so that people don't tend to that don't that kind of get lost in the fucking sauce to me. That's one of the most warped things that, that we do on social media, which is like like you celebrate a dude like that getting, getting killed. But for that to be real, that means something heinous happened. People suffer. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so you look weird being like, being like, I knew it. I'm excited for this. And it's like, ah, his victim (laughs) suffered far more than he's ever gonna like (sighs) that sort of shit. Like, like I said, that like, uh, it's like, you know, I, am borrowing from crass that, that glib delight. I, I, uh, I, I hate it. Like, I really hate that. Like, like play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yes. Yeah. 100%. But I don't say that about dope fiends. I don't say that. No. about. I try not no. to say that about fucking anybody no. because it, like, look, as insensitive as I can be, I do my best to fucking remember. Yeah. Look, like when my dad goes, I'm going to be broken up and everybody is some, everybody is some asshole dad. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, that whole thing of like, yeah, like, like, you know, like you get what you deserve. It's like you do, but (laughs) don't root for it. Yeah. I, you know, uh, don't call lepers lepers. You know what I mean? Precisely. What do you think, Bob? Like, what would you tell people? No, I mean, it's, it's, I would, uh, I think that I would ask people to understand that, um, we we currently are in a climate, especially online, where the answer to every conflict is to fight fire with fire and to get into these raging battles. And that I rarely think that puts anyone in a positive light. It often leads to this kind of, I like the phrase in the glib delight, it often leads people to look small. And, and I don't say that at, at anything like, yo, let's be fucking real. The geezers have no chance in the meme wars. Y'all won. Oh my God. I've never seen better memes in the last three days. Like incredible work. Hardcore kids are incredible. Oh, and especially the ones who seem to be on the side. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. That said, I ask more that you think about why why you feel this this pang of anger what it's coming from 
and if maybe you've misplaced some value in people that shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? That perhaps your best investment in this bank of hardcore is to uh, withdraw some funds from that, that, that particular investment and, and place it somewhere else. Um, you might be in a better spot overall um, just because it's tough. I know how personally people get in on these things and, and also to not take it, take the work of strangers as personal shots. Um, I think it's, it's, it's easy to forget that, but, but almost nobody out here knows each other. <laughs> Let's be fucking sure. real. On these Everyone's on the fucking screen. internet. It's all fake. Right. So Patrick. Yes. If you had a chance to sit with these people who have different views of COVID, of methodology, of treatment, of their beliefs that maybe are counter to a lot of what what other people have, or even just the more um, the more fiery people who are coming at them right now, what would you tell them? Uh, sorry, so that I understand the question, I, I'm addressing the. Uh, uh, maybe on the denier side of yes things. yes that's okay. who you're you're addressing um oh i mean i i would <laughs> i would form community right there i'd say hey your skepticism of the government and your disappointment at at uh, the fact that it seems like so many people who uh would tell you that they disbelieve every single thing the government says because it's self-motivated and, and uh, a violent war machine uh we can add white supremacy to that whatever whatever we want to do uh your disappointment that so many people, punks or not, have uh, chosen to throw in with it unquestioningly, I'm right there with you. Uh, however, that does not mean that any one of your specific views is correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that would be that I would just like to drop that, that, you know, I guess wisdom, which is the other guy being wrong doesn't mean that your assumption is right. And, That's well put. And and it can be dangerous to charge forward with nothing but skepticism and a contrary nature. And I I know that quite well. You know what I mean? So, so uh it is uh yeah, that's what I would say. And honestly, I wouldn't try to change anybody's mind. I would ju- I would just say like yeah, you know, it, it it's uh I think that you are rightfully frustrated, but there's more to new there's more to incredibly complex conversations than our frustration. Tom, what would you say to those same people? Um, I think I, I would, I would kind of use the wrestling language that we used before. Like don't work yourself into a shoot. Um, uh-huh. I think, you know, we, as, as hardcore and punk folks, we tend to just, you know, are, are more kind of, um, wary of certain things and that's fine but not everything is a fucking conspiracy you know what i mean not every like some things are just what the fuck they are and and i think um yeah i mean i I think i and you know man that's a hard state to be in is the idea of everything i mean it would drive you fucking crazy if you're like that's not really like i i think you know I always think back, like the late '90s, early aughts, hardcore kid. Everyone got a copy of "Behold a Pale Horse." 
which is like the big thing that everyone's like, did you know that the government and the guy who wrote this was run off the road by men in suits, you know, and that kind of like became one of the earlier, like hardcore, like everything's a conspiracy theory. I, I, I would, you know, I, I would be, I would ask them just to be open to discussion, to, to, Proof that may that may uh, run exactly a- like antithetical to what your beliefs are, and just take everything. And I think that's everybody. But I mean, I think you know, none of us, almost none of us, are scientists. And I and and when we stop believing in stuff that is provable, then I think we're pretty in trouble. I, I really like what both of you got to. Um... Because you both hit this point, uh, there's room for for a lot of different ideas and opinions. Theoretically, in a space where um, where maybe the best thing you should learn from fucking hardcore punk or or just counter thinking should be that just because what you're facing is inaccurate or wrong doesn't mean that what you stand on is right. Um, Let alone right for everyone, let alone one truth, you know? Um, And I I don't know. I I think largely all three of us agree the Madball set looked really fucking cool. They sounded awesome. Mike Justinian or whatever his name is is an incredible drummer. Um, let Let me say... Yeah. Please. I don't know this man. I don't know this man, but I've been seeing him since the nineties. Can we just give a little respect to Hoya and how good he's looking? Yo, looks looks happy and healthy. I'm not wrong. No, no, he did work. Put in the work. Yeah, like shout out. Looks 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 like he should be on some like like he's got a jaw structure. I'm gonna be like, yo, man, you should go for some fucking modeling gig. Handsome fucking dude. But no, but seriously, like he put like the whole like the last fourteen months or whatever, dude just did fucking work. Good for him, man. He was great. Happy for him. Yeah, he kudos. was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And and people have a lot of thoughts. It's good to have thoughts. It's good to have ideas. It's good to disagree. And let's have conversations. Uh, yeah. More more and and you know what? Have conversations. Find people you don't you don't agree with in real life and have that conversation with them. And the person who's quick to block you Maybe they're not the right person to be trying to have a conversation with, anyways. Yeah, if they're sending you DMs yelling at you <laughs> for not for like a comment you that wasn't get, even disrespectful necessarily. Have either of you guys gotten a DM with someone yelling at you? Only about Pat. No, but I, I, yeah, just about. I get ones like, like, yo, the whole group chat thinks you're a bitch clown for this one, and I'll be like, I'll be like, shout out to the group chat, and just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't had anybody like I haven't like I mean I don't fucking comment because I'm a fucking grown adult, but um, I think like I've never had someone be like, "How fucking dare you think that X, Y, and Z?" But no, I, mean, I, I had I, a I friend's like- wife got a a nasty DM, really from somebody, um, who we might have spoken about already, and uh, she didn't follow him, but she works in virology. <laughs> specifically with HIV and hepatitis B patients. Hmm. So she had just had something to say about something scientific. And uh, she she doesn't even really like the Chrome X and um, got like a DM being like, 
like literally like I, I just ha- I have to imagine that he's just yelling into his phone. And he doesn't go like he doesn't be like, you don't even know me, period. But like he's just saying everything. Respect. Right. Like he's not he's not typing this. He's definitely doing voice to text. And he's not he's he's not doing like the fifties like you know, uh like boss being like, Hello, welcome to the company, period. Question about you know, like the he's not doing actual dictation. Yeah, telegraph telegraph. Right. Uh, enter two spaces. Blah, 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 like he's not doing that. <laughs> um, it's very much kind of like, how dare you? You don't know. I know doctors. And quite honestly, and and this is my last point on anything. And this is what I would say to both sides. All sides, not even both sides. There's many sides to this. It's a fucking octagon. Yeah, it's a fact. Um, from the first first you know fucking stats class I've ever taken. You can make a statistic look at look like whatever you want it to make it yeah. fucking look like, and right. you can get someone to agree. You know, you can find someone with letters after their name, MD, fucking PhD, yeah, to, to whatever. Support your wing to right. support, like, for sure. No matter what it is, so it's kind of like you know. I usually go for like, well, the majority says this, so I'm probably going to go that. Like, maybe that outlier ends up being right, and that's awesome. But I would imagine, like, the hundreds of scientists that believe X, like, they don't really have any skin necessarily in the game. So I don't know why they'd be lying about stuff. But just know that, like, from the get-go, statistics can be – can you can use them however you'd like to, to use them. That's right. And you, they can – the same exact – the same exact cohort, same exact findings – could be used by both sides of the argument equally. Often, yeah. You know, which oh, yeah. is crazy. It, 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 well, you can look at the same object from a different angle and see a different thing. Um, you know, this is a very New York-centric episode. I think everybody knows why. Uh, please excuse us, but, you know, it is it is kind of, kind of the topic of the day. Um, last question on the New York-centric uh, episode today from me. Uh, we can let PK have a last thing here. Uh, should I buy these Patrick Ewing shoes I just sent to the, the yes. group chat? Ewing's a dope. I know. I don't know how the quality is. Patrick, what do you think of these Ewings? Uh, let's see. You're not getting your Starberries, huh? Um, I'd like to get some Starberries. Yeah, when I get the star uh, tattooed on the side of my head, I will. Listen, the only problem I see with these is that you got to wear basketball shorts at all times. That's tough. You, can, you have to really work on the jean with... Uh, High top. These are these are highs. High top basketball shoe to make it work. Yeah, but uh, I don't do you have know. to have Listen. high waters for them to really work, or do you? No, you 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 got to go pretty tight though, and and you can have them bunch up a little bit right at the top, but you don't right. want them. You can't have any sort of looseness. You can't have a. Because then you look like you're wearing bell bottoms. No, yeah, yeah. If you have it loose hanging over the top, you have to have it ta- not tapered, but it has to bunch up right before you get to the. Maybe the, wear these top. with joggers. Exactly you can wear right. with joggers. I think the basketball shoes is a good look. Went out and shot the other day. Uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? It's good. I, I, my jumper, I had it. I had it flowing. I got to get my. I had to get my my shot in rhythm, but but I have my arms up nice and high. Ooh, it was it was flowing. Um, feeling good. We're playing horse when you guys when Patrick's back. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll hit the park. <laughs> I'm not good. Um, <laughs> You're the first white guy to ever admit that. 
Yeah, I'm bad. I'm bad at basketball. I, I uh, everyone's usually like, I could shoot. Like, no, you can't. How's your brother? How's Tim? Uh, how's he at basketball? Or how, how's he doing? No, in, in basketball. Oh, at basketball, I mean, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, not that. He's not a tall. He's he's a six. He might be. Yeah, he's six foot maybe. So yep, yep. maybe maybe five eleven. So he's not like a tall dude. He played for Hartwick. I think he started. Uh, so he's probably you know. pretty good. Oh no, I mean, he was. He's like every coach's delight because he's an unselfish player that like can still score. He just. You know, he's not like a crazy athlete. He's just a very good basketball player. John Stock. Could, could he play in the <laughs> Patroons? <laughs> Should have gone for the Patroons. Actually, what what my father really feels, and so my brother had an opportunity to pursue uh, coaching, but that's like a very long road, and he yes. wasn't sure he wanted to commit to that because I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but his his job was uh, uh, recruitment. Yep. Uh, so he had a, an opportunity to pursue coaching. Uh, he, he had coaches that wanted him on staffs and stuff, staff. And it's just for anybody that doesn't know, that's like, that is like being a band where it's the same thing. It's like being a band where you are away from your family. Um, you have to relocate, uh, all the time and all the time. And only very few of you get big. You know what I mean? The <laughs> so, parallel to hardcore is good because it's sort of like, yo, you can do this and be middling, but you really aren't making a living. You're just getting by. Yeah. And then the one in a billion becomes you too. You know? Like yeah. like that's but there's almost no medium. Like you you go from that number, the amount of bands who make it to full arena rock level success, and then everybody else is just playing VFW halls. That's a fact. Uh, all right, fellas. Uh, mostly productive conversation. Uh, do, do do we need to walk anything back? Did anybody say anything insane? I think we're good. All right. Feel mostly good. Uh, everybody, just uh, DM Tom if uh, if I said anything. Look out for each other. Don't beat up Pat. <laughs> Thank you. Or you can if you want. I mean, that's cool too. Stay away from. The <laughs> you know face. what? I like that you respected their agency. <laughs> <laughs>